I am joined by Luxembourg's Minister of Health, Paulette Lennart. Thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. So, Minister Lennart, thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Just for context, as we speak, we are into the second day of the rollout of the vaccination programme here in Luxembourg. But before we talk about that, can you give us, first of all, a little bit of an overview on where we are in terms of infection rates, where we currently stand? Things look critical in December and know there was a massive decision to reclose the restaurants. Yes, of course. So we are we're just looking back uh, to a very intense period. So we had a rise in, uh, in infections uh, by the end of October. And uh, it took us some time really to get control over it. So uh, with the measures we, we put into place, we just managed to stop it. So from uh, luckily, luckily from um, we stopped it from being uh, exponential uh, on the ongoing. Uh, but it took uh, a few weeks before really uh, we could see uh, some progress uh, towards uh, a lower number of uh, new infections. Uh, but that is uh, where we are now. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy over the last uh, 10 days. It's really clear that uh, the measures are really uh, having their effect. They are showing effect. So the, the, the cases, the number of new infections really uh, are lowering from day to day. And we can also uh, sense uh, first effects uh, in our hospitals because this is really our aim. We, we have been in a situation now over the last uh, one and a half months uh, where it was really tense in our hospitals. They still quit managed, but it was really, uh, really hard for the people over there working there. Um, so uh, we're really, really looking at, uh, at uh, getting off this pressure on them. And that's uh, what we quite on a good way towards uh, by now. Uh, of course, it is really important now over the, the end of year that uh, we just stick to the measures that uh, people really, really limit their contacts mm-hmm. because it is still um, a high risk of a new um, of a new um, increase in cases because the numbers are still high. They are getting down, but they are still high. And as long as they are high, you just have this uh, severe risk of uh, having a sudden increase uh, again. This is really what we want to avoid by by any means now. Now, you mentioned the pressure on the hospitals. Was that because of the number of people in critical care or was it also compounded by staffing issues? I mean, I can can only imagine if, um, you know, someone's child has been in a class with another child that's positive, etc. That they're they're actually staff having to go into quarantine. That would that could cause staffing issues as well. Was it compounded really by the two things? Yes, you're absolutely right. It, it's just uh, both components, uh, and, and that's what makes it so difficult to manage. Because one thing is really the people in hospital, and, and they started to be many, and they are very uh, care intensive. And on the other hand, you have, of course, the, the staff in, in the hospitals who are just confronted uh, just as anybody else uh, with uh, quarantines, uh, with isolations, uh, with uh, sickness leaves and, and, and things like that, because people really start getting tired over these long months if they have been working under under difficult conditions. So it's it's both. It's really a, it's a stress on the human resources uh, that are less available than in normal times and you just have a, another completely new uh, patient to care for, mm-hmm. which is the COVID patient, mm-hmm. which we didn't know uh, one year ahead uh, backwards from here. Yeah. 
and, and that's what makes it uh, difficult because these people are really, they need a lot of care. People in, in intensive care, they just need uh, more people around them than, than an average uh, patient in hospital. And on the other side, uh, yeah, personnel and women's, human resources are scarce. Mm-hmm. And, and in terms of the restrictions that were put in place in December, obviously they had a certain, a certain amount of success. But obviously I can imagine the decision to take further restrictions as of the 26th of January uh, 26th of December that I imagine was a huge and difficult decision to take was there evidence of too many people crossing the border to shop here I mean was it proactive rather than anything else that you decided that had to be done on the 26th well, it is, um, it's a matter of precaution, uh, basically, because uh, we, we could see that uh, the measures work, so people uh, certainly don't do all these efforts uh, without effect. Uh, on the other hand, we really just wanted to boost the effect, because we really want to, uh, we could, we had to face in the first time this, this really slow, uh, slow decrease. And then it started, and we really want to make sure that we have a, a kind of a boost, uh, a, a deceleration, and it's not an acceleration, but really just uh, a very serious slowdown uh, within a rather short period of time because mm-hmm. we just want to have this release in the hospital, this um, little bit more space and, uh, and, mm-hmm. and room to, to breathe in, mm-hmm. in hospitals. And that's uh, why we just decided uh, to add another another set of measures just to be really sure to, to have this effect. Mm-hmm. And there's the, the other uh, risk uh, we had to evaluate is uh, that the, every, every expert tell us that it's uh, particularly dangerous by the end of the year because people just tend to sit together, they are more emotional, so they, they, they would tend to see uh, their friends uh, more than usual, uh, which makes, of course, the whole thing even da- more dangerous than in normal times, so, uh, and, and we are aware of this risk, so we, we couldn't just tell afterwards, we didn't know about it, everybody tells us to be really careful now, and, uh, and there's the seasonal risk as well, so there are a lot of risks, actually, mm-hmm. the risk of, uh, of seeing uh, out of a sudden a new increase, right. uh, the numbers are still high, there's the risk of the, the festivities of the end of the year, uh, there's a seasonal risk uh, which is uh, proper to December, January, which is really a, a season the virus really likes, and uh, putting all this together we came to the conclusion that it was really, uh, as a matter of precaution, really just better to, to add some measures and be really be sure that we would have this Mm-hmm. effect we would want to see in, in January. And so so let's look at where we are now, um, where we are with the vaccination. They started, um, I guess the vaccination process started Monday this week. Yes, that, that's right. They, they were really very happy that we could uh, manage it uh, even uh, this year to, to start with it because it's, it's certainly adding some some hope and, and some uh, light on the horizon to yeah. get out of all this story one day. And how, how, yeah, and how is it being rolled out? I mean, what is the process there? Yes, we have just uh, the, the rollout is really uh, starting with uh, with the staff from the hospitals and the retirement halls because we just uh, want to secure um, the, the very vulnerable people that are in hospital uh, and the residents in the in the houses by um, by making sure that the people caring for them who are really close to them uh, would be protected. So this is um, a double sided effect. It's it's protecting these people who are really key persons, uh, key caring persons 
uh, person, so uh, to protect them, but also to protect um, the people they are caring for, because mm -hmm. uh, they are in close contact with them very often, so it's important to have this uh, security around uh, the vulnerable people. Mm -hmm. And this is the, the first phase of the rollout, and now we're just uh, waiting for more information about uh, what vaccine will be arriving at what time in, in Luxembourg, and, and what would be the specificities of it, and uh, and then we will take the next uh, the next step decision in order to uh, to define what uh, phase two will be about. And in terms of logistics, is it all being coordinated through the health service, or has it been? Um, do you think it will be pushed out through the laboratories that have been used for the this uh, testing um, over the past well, this past nine ten? Uh, it's uh, rolled out by uh, by the Ministère de la Santé for, okay. for the time. So we have central uh, vaccination stations, right. and also now for this first uh, phasing uh, for the first phase of the rollout, uh, we work in close collaboration with the hospitals. So they will take over in the beginning of January. Uh, and um, and really just uh, care for the vaccination of their own stuff, and uh, and we have our um, the center in uh, the, the first one that is uh, has opened now um, will be available uh, for the stuff from the, the retirement halls, but uh, we also will have some uh, mobile mobile. Um, um, the patient can go really uh, on site to the retirement house to to get into the the phase of the rollout that is uh, also part of this first phase, and that's the residents from the from from the halls. And and is the vaccination likely to be mandatory? Uh, no, no, that's definitely not our choice. We just uh, want to convince people to do it. Mm -hmm. And we strongly believe that it, it, it would just add pressure and uh, skepticism. So we, we put a lot, a lot of effort uh, into information. So I just uh, invite everybody to to see on our on Santé Point Delu and uh, on our uh, social media um, uh, campaigns, uh, you find a lot of information and also space to ask questions. So that's really the way we want to have it. We really want to, to convince people to do it and and just uh, be in a position to, to answer all the questions they have in order to, that they really would feel comfortable to do it. So that that's the way we choose. We just uh, There's a lot of uh, anxiety about this new vaccine, which people definitely not need to have because uh, there's a lot of guarantees on the qualities. Everything has just been accelerated by a lot of um, additional means that have been uh, deployed to it. But it is really understandable that people have these questions and they should they should get the answers to their questions. So that's, that's our choice. It was in the press this morning that Spain will keep records on those not vaccinated. Is that likely to happen here? I just didn't, uh, it was in the it was in the press this morning that Spain will keep records on those people who choose not to be vaccinated. Is anything like that likely to happen here? No, that's not likely at all. That that's really not our choice. So uh, we would just uh, mm -hmm. want the people to feel uh, at ease and also feel free not to do it if they don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. So people should feel uh, at ease. And I think this type of decision just would add um, mm -hmm. pressure and negative feelings to the whole campaign, uh, which should be a, a positive thing to look forward at. And in terms of the new strains of virus from the UK and South Africa, I know it's it's constantly new information that's coming in. Um, are they more contagious? I mean, is that that seems to be what's in the press that, uh, that they're they're more worrisome than than what was even 
Well, we, we certainly more worried, and it's uh, it's just another additional risk now for the end of the year, because we just don't know for sure what it is all about. But it it seems that it spreads even faster than the normal one, so than the former one. And is the vaccination so, likely to work on on this mutation, or will it have to be tweaked for that? Do you know any more about that? I don't have more details than, than the ones you, you would get uh, generally in, in, mm. in the press these days. So it's uh, we're just waiting for more details on that. But we just have to be cautious, uh, of course, and, and be prepared of uh, having to manage another another um, another increase in, in new infections. It, it seems that it is not not more dangerous, but mm. uh, more contagious. So, right. uh, which is uh, kind of a, that's really a, another stress factor for the management because. Uh, if more people get infected, uh, it's, uh, yeah. And can I ask you, in terms of information and, you know, the logistics even of the vaccination, is a lot of that being done um, on a European level in terms of the vaccination, you know, the distribution of, and in terms of obviously information, because I, I'm, ten, I'm thinking Brexit at the minute in terms of communication breaking down and this new strain, well, one of them's from the UK, I think the other's from South Africa. Is the sharing of information going quite well and on a European level? <laughs> Yeah, because it's the, the European agency that's uh, really uh, getting the things on the market, and uh, they they give us a lot of information. Yes, and they also had like uh, online forum where where people could uh, also uh, ask questions if they have. So um, we're we're quite uh, quite linked uh, to them. So we get this. Uh, information straight ahead and, and try to to multiply it uh, by our channels here in Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. Now, it's obvious as we walk through the city that many homes are empty and people have gone on holiday. I mean, how how do you feel about that? Well, that's, uh, of course, uh, yet another risk now for the end of the year. So we just expect people to, to be really cautious. I mean, they, they, they should really by now know what, what it is all about. I mean, these uh, measures uh, and precautions you can take, every single one of us are the same wherever you, you are. Uh, what we do is uh, we just uh, we just uh, have an offer uh, at, the, at the airport where we, uh, we have... Um, testing capacity uh, just as we had in September when the people uh, return from holiday they can get uh, tested uh, at the airport and we just hope that people will really take advantage of this it's free so um, mm-hmm. we, we just hope to uh, to have them safely home and just convince them to take a test as soon as they enter the country and in terms of I know there's the the um the schools will have a week of, um, I guess, distance learning or homeschooling, whatever you would want to call. I mean, has that decision been taken in light of the fact that there's a realisation that people will be together and potentially be together and potentially travel? Um, was that decision taken because of that? No, it was just uh, one part of the whole package. So we just wanted mm-hmm. to slow down the whole social life mm-hmm. during a certain period of time. The, the whole measures are just about uh, getting a movement um, down to a minimum. So mm-hmm. we, we just want people to stay home, basically. I mean, obviously... And, and not move too much and, and, and above all, not uh, not visiting friends. So just, just staying home and... The, the only exception that uh, envisages is really just to, to care for people who are isolated, who would be really alone or or couldn't really cope uh, with the situation. But uh, the, the principle, which would really be like like it was in the beginning, just uh, staying home, mm-hmm. and uh, and it is of course uh, it is of course um, consistent to have the children home then as well another week, so, so that mm-hmm. uh, everybody mm-hmm. should just basically mm-hmm. just go out for the minimum, just. Uh, 
buying stuff to eat and what it needs to to live, but uh, just uh, not do other things like uh, leisure activities with other people. And so. so, so there's no no concern or no you're not overly concerned, perhaps about you know the the international population having gone abroad and maybe choosing to extend the, just extend their holiday and come back last minute to go back to school well I, I just hope not so and then well again it, it is not um, the problem is not uh, people taking holiday it's just uh, staying serious even uh, during your stay abroad I mean you can perfectly well uh, take some holidays and, and be really respectful of uh, right of all the gest barrières and, mm. and I think you should just uh, watch out for him and if you stay in your family during the holidays and don't mix with other people mm-hmm. uh, it can be completely safe uh, without a problem so uh, it's just uh, we just hope that everybody if he's now here in the country or outside is just uh, understanding what this whole pandemic is about because it's it's now a common interest just to to get rid of it and just stay stay calm for a few weeks yeah. be it uh, abroad or be it at home but uh, just uh, not mixing uh, with other people that's really the main the main key for for getting uh, the, the number of new infections down is mm-hmm. just uh, avoiding contact with uh, with other people and how do you feel about the public's response overall? Well, it, um, I think we had uh, a certain calm here over the year, but obviously people just get... Uh, it, it, it's a really long time and you have no perspective. So I'm, I'm, I really wish that uh, the arrival of the vaccine is getting some hope for, mm-hmm. for all of us because it's it's really a long time. I mean, especially I'm just thinking about the young people. It, 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 it's, a, it's a dreadful year for them, mm-hmm. just being uh, deprived from their normal social contact. So... I think it's this, uh, the phenomena of this uh, pandemic fatigue is uh, it's, uh, present in Luxembourg as well. So Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I completely agree. So listen, just to, just to finish off with, because I know your time's precious, but what would be the one thing you'd like to impress upon, upon our listeners today? To- yeah, I, I just... Uh, I just I would like really to uh, to call on to people just to to, to, to think uh, globally. I would say it's uh, every single contact is a risk, so we can only handle this if we we all really take care individually. So it, it is really needed to have this common effort, even though the risk from the individual perspective might seem low. Uh, you know, if everybody accepts a little small risk for himself, this is going to be a huge issue for all of us. It's uh, it's really the amount of uh, of solidarity that counts. So we just have to make a, a joint effort all together, and then uh, we hopefully get finished. And I think, yeah, and I, possible, yeah, and I think that's something that you know, in terms of solidarity and having a sense of civic duty, it's something that we probably could be, we could go forward and be v- very proud of. So yeah. if people can just maybe embrace yeah. that li- yeah. little bit longer. Um, yeah. And get us through into yeah spring or whatever. I mean, we kept, I guess we keep setting targets for ourselves mentally. But uh, yeah, and, and I also believe that every every single person has his personal target as well. Everyone wants to get rid of it because some might like to go out, some might like to travel more again. So everybody somehow can find also his personal interest. So this should be really the the motivational mm-hmm. factor to to just uh, yeah to just care and and, uh, and just 
Yeah, try to stay home as much as possible. Yeah, stay home and care for each other in, yeah. in, in different ways. Madame Lena, thank you so, so much for your time. Appreciate it. And we do appreciate everything you do. I don't know if you hear that on a daily basis, but uh, you probably should um, because you're doing a grand job as it stands at the minute. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully the rollout of the vaccination uh, goes forward as you would like to see it. And uh, there, are, there aren't too many glitches and hitches and uh, it's not too stressful over the next next weeks okay. and months for that. But uh, thank you so much. Thanks for speaking yeah, with thank us. Thank you very much. You're welcome.